Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. Today's episode has been a long time coming. I think I asked you all if you would be interested in an episode all about sisterhood and how I manifested my sisters that I go on quarterly spiritual trips with and exactly what we do on these trips. And I asked this question way back in March. So, Holy moly, it was way overdue. And the majority of you said yes. And I've had so many of you guys ask me, okay, Catherine, when is this sisterhood episode going to air? Well, I tried to air it so many times. And when I sat down to plan this episode, it never felt right to me. I would be at a loss for words and nothing would come through. And it would be so weird because I knew what I wanted to say, but for some reason it never felt like a complete episode. And it only took until my third attempt to realize that five people were missing from this podcast. And I couldn't do this one alone. I really needed my friends to help me out. So when I shared that with the other girls, they went, oh my God, Catherine, I felt the exact same thing. So introducing the first six person episode on the Manifestation Bay podcast, Lauren, Ashley, Stephanie, 
Stephanie, yes, there's two Stephanies, and Jen and I came together to answer all of your questions. How we met, how we knew that we were meant to be, how we handled healing the sister wound as individuals and as a collective, the advice we have for all the babes out there who have been manifesting aligned friendships but haven't had any luck, and of course, the most important question of all, what exactly do we do on all of these trips? And before we dive into this episode, that was so much fun to record. So organic, so much fun. You guys are going to find out in just a second how we converse with each other. And we really just made this a conversation. I wanted to announce a very special giveaway that we are doing all together. We are inviting you to come join us. This is what we're giving away. To come join us in person for a full day at our next sisterhood trip. We're going to pay for two nights of your hotel stay, plus cover an entire day's worth of fun at our next location. COVID pending, of course, in terms of the date and the location. But you're going to be part of our sisterhood for a day. You're going to get spoiled AF. We like to go all out and connect with us on a much deeper level and do all of the out there spiritual things that we do and have a blast as we take you through a day inside of our world. You guys, we are so excited about this giveaway. So to win this giveaway, we have very specific instructions. Okay, I promise they're easy, but they're specific. There's an order to them that I'm going to be posting first and foremost on my Instagram story. And if you follow any one of us, then you will see that we're all posting the same Instagram story. So as long as you follow someone's instructions, you're going to get it right. Um, I'm also going to make this Instagram story a highlight in case you miss it, in case it expires within 24 hours and you're listening to this episode maybe later on in the week. That's okay. Um, And then it will also be in the show notes as well. So read those and pay extra, extra close attention. Just follow the steps, follow our Instagrams, and then let us know that you entered. And we will be choosing a winner on August 12th, which is seven days from this airing. It's not exactly a week from today, but it's a week plus one day. Okay. So we're so freaking excited about this and we cannot wait to see who wins. Now, without further ado, Let's dive into today's super fun and exciting episode. Welcome to the Sisterhood podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think it'd be kind of cool we all introduce ourselves. So everybody listening, no matter what show, there's six different podcasts that this is airing on. So um, maybe we just take a moment to introduce all of ourselves so you can hear our voices and know who's talking. Lauren, you go first. Okay. Hi, I am... Lauren, Liz Love. I'm the founder of Business Babe. And uh, yeah, that's me. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I am Catherine Zinkina, and I am the founder of Manifestation Babe. Hi, I'm Ashley Gordon, and I am the founder of Badass Manifester. Hey, everyone. I am Stephanie Bellinger, aka The Spiritual Boss Babe. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Stephanie Burgos, and I am Healthy ER Doc. Hey guys, Jen Casey here, brain-based business coach. And you can find me at Hey Jen Casey. That was solid, you guys. (laughs) What a crew, what a crew, what a crew. Start. (laughs) Perfect. So um, I think before we begin, we should all just kind of hold space to answer the big question that everybody asks us, which is like, how did you guys meet? Um, 
who's known each other the longest? I know. I feel like it's Lauren and Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's us. Oh my God. Do you guys want to share all the crazy synchronicities of how we met? Like starting with just like the, the first individual relationships and then how we started grouping together. I think that'll be great. Oh my God. Yeah. It is very divine. I look back on it and I was like, spirits working through us because that was not anything that you could have planned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jen, you go. You share this story because this is wild. (laughs) Okay, so back in 2007, Lauren and I had both just graduated high school and we didn't know each other, but it turned out we had a lot of mutual friends in common. And we were both on the subway, the New York City subway with our moms on our way to audition for a musical theater spot or like whatever it was, the musical theater program at Mary Mount Manhattan. And we're on the subway. My mom is a hyper extrovert. She sees two other random people on the subway who look like us, (laughs) Long Island mom, who looks clueless on the subway. And she's like, hi, hello, how are you? Are you also going to the audition? And I am dying inside going, oh my God, why are you talking to people? This is so embarrassing. So the moms end up becoming friends. Turns out that we are going to the same place. And our last names both started with C. So we were sitting literally next to each other the entire day for the entire audition process. And turns out that we knew a bunch of the same people, ran in similar circles. And I think we became social media friends. And that was like the early baby days of Facebook. Yeah, we, we must have, but we didn't like communicate or contact each other really after that. I feel like we just kind of followed each other and that was it, right? Well, I feel like I'm, I remember reaching out to you and asking you like, oh, did you get a letter yet? Did you find out? But yeah. then after that, we didn't talk for years. Cut to 2015. I had already been dabbling in the world of entrepreneurship. Not even dabbling. I was growing a business at that point. Uh, and had been since 2011. And I see a mutual friend sharing a picture of this girl who kind of looks like Lauren, <laughs> but has really short hair with like spiky, cool, like look. Yeah, I had a pixie cut back then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, you rocked it. And I, I remember thinking, I know that girl. Wait a minute. That's the girl from back in the day. And I liked a couple of your posts, started following you at What is Perfection. Yeah. And I remember, I knew you were in a couple weeks into like me liking your stuff, commenting on your stuff. You DM'd me on Facebook and said, wait a minute, how do I know you? Why do I, <laughs> I know you? What do I know you? <laughs> and that became a, a friendship. And we started jumping on calls. And like, I, I think this is important to mention because so many people, you know, look at, you know, where we're at now or, or the relationships that we have now and say, oh, like they must like, no, we literally we're rando, nobody's in the <laughs> online space. We're not making like legit money. Barely knew what we were doing. We'd be getting on calls, like trying to figure out how to like set up MailChimp and how to like use Blue. You remember when we did a marketing email strategy with fucking post-its on a poster board? <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry, we were go ahead. Crappy as hell. And you know, we would get on Zoom calls like once or twice a week and just brainstorm and teach each other what we were learning. And it was really beautiful. And I remember at one point you ended up coming out um, to where I used to live on Long Island and we met up at a coffee shop. And then another time you came over and we did a whole photo shoot. So it was just like this evolution over time of us really showing up and supporting each other when we were exhausted and hustling and had Mm. no idea what in the hell we were doing. Yeah, it was wild. And we've just been friends helping and supporting each other ever since. Yeah. And then we were at a 
uh, mastermind or something, we were, where were we were at Tony Robbins and we met Catherine and stuff. Mm. So why don't, can you guys share how you connected? Cause I don't even know yeah. if I know that story. So no. I think oh, you guys, I think that that's the second longest relationship yeah. because that's been what, almost seven years, Stephanie. That, yes. Okay. So I was once in college and I was <laughs> scrolling on Instagram Actually, yes. how I found Stephanie initially was some other account that I was following her on, um, that I was following shouted her out as like, follow this inspirational um, emergency medicine doctor who's also all about fitness. And I was studying yeah. to become a doctor at the, at the time. And I remember going, oh my God, I have no excuses. I found someone else who's doing what I want to do. And now I have to get fit and go to medical school and do all these amazing things because look at her. And so I remember following... Um, following Stephanie. Mm -hmm. I think your name, your Instagram handle has been the same. It's been the same from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I followed you and then you made a post one day sharing about this business opportunity. And I was a broke college student who was obsessed with fitness. And I have heard of Beachbody programs before like um, P90X and T25 and some of the programs that you were doing and talking about. I was like, oh, she's doing these at-home programs. And then one day you... um, put a call out looking for coaches. And I sent you an email and you sent me information back. And I just went, Oh no, this is not for me. Like, I just remember like freaking out for a split second, um, waiting a couple of days. And then one day in the middle of the night, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I, Catherine, you have to sign up for this. Catherine, you have to sign up for this. You have to sign up for this. So finally I signed up for it. And, um, and then Stephanie became like my upline and then she became my mentor. And I basically did everything Stephanie would tell me to do to grow my beach body business. And she really <laughs> introduced me. She's the one who introduced me to the world of entrepreneurship. And yeah. we officially met at the very first summit um, mm-hmm. after I signed up. And then I met Luke there, you there, and we've been um, close ever since. Like you have been, Stephanie's been like the one person who believed in me when nobody else believed yeah. in me. And yeah, she was the one who said, you got to go to this guy named Tony Robbins. You got to go to his event. And so she started me on that journey. And then we ended up going to a couple of Tony Robbins events together, which we then met Jen and Lauren at for the first time. But also we like knew of each other online at the same time. So that was like our official first meeting, right? Yeah. Was yeah. Like Destiny. Yeah. yeah. And I remember because we had to split up in different sections, you and Jen were close to each other in like the same area. And when I went to talk to Jen, you were just sitting behind her. You're like, and I'm like, oh, wait, I know you. Like, you're that girl who runs that other group. And it was just really synchronistic and beautiful. Yeah. That was, that was freaking cool. I think, too, Stephanie, um, you and I, when we connected, Stephanie Bellinger, mm-hmm. yeah, it was because we identified each other by our Facebook groups, right? Yeah. That was really a big so- part of that. Yeah, I think I actually knew Catherine before you. Um, I remember me and I knew Catherine from a different group. Like we were in all the groups, me and Catherine, we were in all the freaking groups. We and were. I think we were all freaking Beachbody coaches, pretty much all of us too. <laughs> but um, I remember meeting Catherine in one of the Facebook groups uh, because we both did Beachbody and we were also trying to grow our coaching business. And I'll never forget that conversation. Like we had like on Facebook Messenger, 
where we were both talking about like, oh, I want to make a manifestation course, but I also still want to do Beachbody. And like, I don't know how to like do both of the things. And I don't know. We just had this like conversation, but we kept like following each other and kind of like watching each other do our thing. But we didn't meet yet until a lot later, actually when I was with you, Lauren, I think was yeah. the first time that at a Tony Robbins. Uh, yeah, at the course. Tony Robbins. Of yeah, course. so Tony. it was crazy because and and then Lauren, I met you online. I feel like I like messaged you to like talk about having you on some yeah. thing in my group. Like I wanted to have you like on one of like the little videos. I did these little interviews in my group a long time ago. I don't know, yeah. and then we got on a call or we started, I don't even remember really, but I feel like we clicked pretty quickly. We did. Yeah. We clicked really quickly. And like, not everybody knows this, but Stephanie can make me laugh till I cry. Like (laughs) there's just something about her energy when she like gets this one unique state of her own personality where I'm like, just fucking dying. Um, and I just love that about you. I was like, I need this girl around all the time. (laughs) <laughs> Remember when we were in NLP, in, in, um, NLP right? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So we were in California for marijuana. Car. Too much. And then this guy in the car was like wearing a wig. Did we tell you guys this? Wake oh my me God. Up. It was ridiculous. Oh okay. That's the story for another day. But basically, um, Stephanie made me almost pee my pants in the middle of the lobby. I was laughing so hard. So yeah, so we were at NLP and, and I think speaking of NLP too, Ashley, yeah. you met. That's where I fit Oh, that's in. where we all met. Yeah. 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 We all so, in there. Well, Jen and I met first. Yeah. So i Jen and I, we ended up at the same NLP training practice training. And it was interesting because I mean, I've followed every single one of you since before I ever met you. So I am a really fucking amazing manifester because <laughs> hello. Take look, at, look at my waiting. friend. <laughs> but, um, so Jen, I listened to all the time and I followed her on Instagram and she posted that she was going to this NLP training. And I was, I messaged her and I was like, are you going to the one in Philly? And well, wait, before like, that, yes. before that, we did, we were on Instagram live. Really? Oh my God. I forgot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You were live and you were like, who has business questions? And I was like, screw it. I'll just like join her on the, on the screen. So I joined her on the screen and we had this like really high vibe interaction and she blew my mind. And then, and then I saw that we were going to the same training. I was posting about it, like cramming and trying to get these like 40 hours of training in before I go to the live. And you messaged me and said, wait, are you going to the one in Philly? I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, so I awesome. was bugging out. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to meet Jen. Oh my God. This is crazy. And we just hit it off right away. Like as soon as we met, we were like, whoop, like just super yep. connected. Mm. And so you guys understand how bizarre this is. Yeah. There was 10 people in the class. That's it. Or was it eight? Was it? It was small. It was like eight or 10 people, including us. And in this teeny tiny, like rando place mm-hmm. in Philly, this random hotel room with no windows. We had the most interesting eclectic group. And we were like, it was us and maybe one other person who was like around our age. She was in kind of the same circles as us, but everybody else was just kind of not really just doing it for fun as opposed to like really doing it to grow a business. So it was just very, I just felt like the universe, obviously the universe wanted us to be connected and be friends and rapport twins. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so we both signed up for master prac 
and which that's a two week training. And so we flew to LA together. We had an Airbnb for two weeks. And the day that we got there, Lauren and Seth Bellinger were finishing their, Mm -hmm. their practice. Who else else were you with? Oh yeah. With Diana. And we did Cassidy was there too. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so weird. Crazy. weird, weird. Shout like, out Diana whoa. and shout out Cassidy. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so like I met everyone. I met you guys that night and then we went to karaoke and I sang in front of all of you. Yeah, we all sang. We all sang. Mm-hmm. Oh my so Ashley, you're my favorite. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh if you guys want to know what I sang, I sang Valerie. Valerie. It was just like, <laughs> Like how fully you played. Like I watched you and I was like in awe of it. You like didn't give a shit what anybody thought of it. You're like, dad, like just like owning it and like moving back and forth. Like it was great. I was so here for every part of that. That was your first impression. But are you really surprised now that you know me? (laughs) Well, my first impression, I was really resistant to you. Like there was a whole... And Ashley and I had a conversation about it when I saw her the next time. And I was like, I got to tell you, I was so, I'm so sorry if I was like not appropriate because I had wounds around sisterhood. And when Jen entered her chapter of business and started socializing with this other girl, I felt like she wasn't going to be friends with me anymore. And so now she, Jen was friends with Ashley and I'm like, she's not going to be friends with me anymore. And I was like so scared of that. And I like fearfully just kind of put a wall up with you. but. After Valerie, my heart was open. <laughs> I love this girl. And I'm so... Go ahead, go ahead. I was I just going to... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, before we dive into like talking more about the sister wound and like what we do together, um, you know, we just shared how we all met individually, but like how the frick did we come together, the six of us? Like a lot of people mm. are asking, like, what was that decision factor? And how did we know it was the six of us? And I feel like a lot of people think that this was all so pre-planned. Like we just chose each other. We said, this person's in, this person's in, this person's not in. When in reality, we ended up going to um, Austin as our first girls trip. Mm-hmm. And it was really like a trial run. It wasn't like we decided that we are going to stick together and that this is the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And that we are going to go on these trips forever on forward. And we're going to do these quarterly trips that we have done since. I just want to kind of speak into like the magic of just putting ourselves out there and just, and just like giving it a try. And like also just our histories, if anyone has like a personal history of like doing this before and things maybe not working out or things working out and just how things can evolve into what we have today. Does mm-hmm. anyone have like anything to share about that? I, as you were mentioning that, I have to be honest, my mind's really blurry. Like, I don't remember how that decision came. All I know is that I really wanted friends. Yeah. Like, that was we tried friends. Stephanie, yeah. Yeah. What is yeah. So I was going to say, I do remember. So I remember that what happened. And I can't remember how you and I, Lauren, kind of connected outside of Tony Robbins, but we had connected. And I remember we talked about coming together with Catherine in a girl's trip. And from there, and I remember, yeah, and I remember putting it out there and then nothing happened. And then I was like, hello, like, are we going to get together again? And, you know, because we all have such such full schedules. And so just kind of really setting the intention and staying on top of it. And then finally, we decided we were going to meet and we decided it was going to be Austin. And then I remember, Lauren, you asking me, saying, is it okay if, because I think at the time it was 
supposed to initially be myself, Lauren, Catherine, and I think Jen. And then someone said to, you know, can we invite Ashley and Steph? Uh, Bellinger. Well, yeah, and also me and Lauren and Catherine were planning on something too before that as oh, yeah, well, right. way back in the day. And it didn't right. work out. Yeah. So and like Jen we, and I yeah. were planning something so we were as well. Planning it. <laughs> yeah, so finally we were able to connect and I think we were, that's when we decided on Austin. So that's, And we did it with detachment, like Catherine said, right? We were just like, our souls are calling us to have more sisterhood. Let's all get together and let's see if it it was perfect it was so aligned like seriously when you guys came to Austin I was like oh my god finally you guys are here like I've been (laughs) waiting for you like it just felt like so natural like we all just like melded into this like awesome sisterhood and bonding and like it just it literally felt like we were in some freaking vortex or portal. Yeah, <laughs> we are, we, we are. never, we've never had to push things. We've it's it, we've always been pulled together, and I think that's something to look out for. Like for anybody listening, like if there is a group of people that you feel pulled toward, put yourself out there. Like like we said, we have invited each other to multiple things, and things didn't work out, but we didn't give up, and we right. just kept being pulled towards one another, and we kept being pulled towards one another, and. That's how this whole thing came about is just listening to that call and just all the six of us just agreeing to just seeing what, what could come out of this. And Austin was obviously a hit. It was a success. Mm-hmm. And we've gone on like how many trips since then? How many trips has it been since Austin? Um, four or three? I think three four. for you guys. I think four. four. Wait, two for me. And what I can't believe is that it's only been a year. I know. (laughs) Hold on, Catherine. Can you just go back and just say great success in the Borat voice? Oh my God. (laughs) Great success. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to add too that, you know, Austin was in in a sense our trial run of it, but we Mm -hmm. had all of us in different combinations come together and roomed for different events. Like Mm -hmm. Ashley and I had done the NLP stuff together. Mm -hmm. Lauren and I were always going to the different Tony events together. Lauren and I did a lot. You guys did events. And then we would like run into Catherine who was with Stephanie at the event. So it's like we kept seeing each other. And even I think there was me me and Catherine especially. It was like four events in a row. um, Four events in a row where we like came together. And I think Lauren, you were there for some of them. Then Catherine, you and I Mm -hmm. spoke seeing you every couple of months and we really only met on social media well I had taken a screenshot of your Instagram in oh my god which is a whole other crazy story um where and we joke about it every time we do something like ayahuasca or combo you look <laughs> at each other and we're like did you ever think that that day that you <gasps> took a screenshot of my uh Instagram when I had less than a thousand followers that then three years later, this is what we'd be doing together is keeping the bucket, <laughs> looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. And I actually forgot that I took this screenshot. It was back when I was with Beachbody. I think it was 2015 before, yeah, 2015 or 16. Yeah. And was in Cancun. None of my team members were there. It was from Beachbody. And I was just looking up like hashtag Cancun, whatever it was, 2015. And I just see this girl manifestation babe who's got like 980 something followers and I love her posts and her quotes I'm like I'm just gonna take a screenshot of it didn't take a screenshot of anybody else's completely forgot about it mm-hmm. after Catherine came on my podcast December of 2017 I think it was or yeah. maybe a little bit 
maybe the year before, maybe it's 2016, I had an issue with my computer where I couldn't open my iPhotos and I was really pissed because I wanted to access my picture. So I went to the Apple store and they were like, oh, we're going to have to like re-upload a new app for you. And when they uploaded or created iPhotos 2, it re-imported all of my photos, but in a different order. And in the top row of pictures, scrambled out of order, is a picture of Catherine's Instagram. And I'm like, what? How freaking divinely guided have you been through this entire freaking process? And then I didn't know if I should send it to you because it felt really crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It took me like three months of us like continuing to like be friendly and chat here and there for me to finally send it to you and realize like, no, she probably would want this. It's pretty cool to have a screenshot when it was like so early on. Mm. Like you would just create a manifestation babe and really were stepping into it. So that's like my own personal little motivators. Every time, I think every six months I ask you to send it to me Yeah, because you just have it and I somehow keep losing it and you just consistently have it. But I, Lauren, what you just mentioned, like how divinely guided it's been this entire time. I think as I'm hearing more and more of these stories, as we're putting them in one place, it's like, holy shit, this has been conspiring for so long. Yes. Mm -hmm. In our favor, one million percent. Yeah. Seriously, like it's it's really interesting, like because even I, I remember a conversation that Catherine, Lauren, and me had, like when we were planning to do an event together, and a yeah. lot of things came up around different conversations <laughs> in that. Oh my god! Where like, yeah, it's just it was definitely meant to be for all of us. Yeah, it just I feel so really blessed. Me too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel super blessed. And like, you know, I didn't meet Catherine or Steph Burgos at all until Austin. So wow. it was really cool that you guys just welcomed me in. And it was really, it was amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I met you, Steph, too. Yeah. In Austin. In Austin. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, and then, but it was just like, we all clicked. <laughs> So, so Lauren started a group chat before the Austin trip, which was our first trip. And she was just in the group chat, like, you guys, this is going to be life changing. Like, we're going to have the best time ever. We're going to be best friends. Like, and I was just like, whoa, that's aggressive. But uh-huh. I just kind of, you know, it oh was God. right. Halfway into the trip. I mean, not even halfway, a couple of days in, we were just like, Lauren, how did you know? (laughs) I just forced it. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to share just because like, I feel like for me, I had a really unique experience coming into the first Austin trip, just feeling like I had a lot of just apprehension and a lot of fear and a lot of self-doubt coming into this Austin trip, just because I admired all of you. And kind of like when, you know, when Ashley was talking about meeting us and just saying she manifested all of us, it's like, I admired all of you and just didn't see what it is. And I, I share this just because, you know, especially for people who are out there looking for like-minded individuals, you know, sometimes you may look at other individuals and, fe- and feel like you don't measure up or feel like you don't have anything to offer. And I remember thinking that, you know, here I am as a successful physician and having a successful, you know, a, a, I do have success in my business, but nowhere near to the success of you ladies. And I remember that being a total, just like really challenging for me in my mindset and just feeling like I didn't have anything to offer, you know, you ladies. And 
it was, I was, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear coming in and just not feeling like I belonged or, and I think I was valuing at that time how much money I was making and I would and it wasn't, you know, what things that I was valuing at that time. And I just want to thank you guys because you opened, you know, with open arms and I never forget. It was like, we were, you know, the way, so I can't remember who said it, but someone was, someone said, you know, it wasn't about how much money you make. You know, it wasn't about, you know, your success level. It really was about almost like how open you were, you know, to expanding and, you know, expanding your consciousness to growth. Mm. And I think that is, that's priceless. Right. And I remember one time I went to, I went to a medium about this. Here I am like a Western doc, like totally like I'm going to mediums and I'm talking to all these other types of individuals and alternative medicines. And we talked about this and she just said, you know, you have to realize that when you are working on yourself and your spirit is vibing so high and you're, you're really running at that high frequency, you know, your spirit is putting out a frequency, you know, ahead of you before your mind, before your ego, you know, something, our mind is where we have all our egos, where we have our limiting beliefs. And so our, our spirit is putting out that frequency. And I know that my spirit put out that frequency, you know, which attracted you beautiful ladies. Yes. And so just mm-hmm. for those listening, realize that as you're working on yourself and developing yourself, your spirit is, is ahead of you and trusting in your higher self yeah. and trusting in what you're putting out there and knowing that if you have certain people that are crossing your path, and they're amazing. And you're just like, wow, how is this, you know, how am I, how am I even in this group? I want to encourage you to, to see yourself worthy of that group because mm. you're, you're there for a reason. Lauren. Yeah. I think there, there's a point I just want to like add to this and that, you know, in our, in our journey of ascension, our journey of growth, we have our body, mind, and spirit, right. And our process of waking up is really about moving out of the body into the mind and then eventually into the spirit. And I think when you're in the body, your ability to have a seat at the table is based on how much money you make and how successful you are, right? right? And when we move beyond that, all of us came together at a time where we were in our spiritual, we were ready for con- what you said, conscious expansion, right? We were ready to expand our mm-hmm. consciousness and tap into something bigger and look at our shadows and do the work. And that seat at the table is it just just about being willing, right? right? And being able to support one another and see each other and hold space for one another in the process. And I think that's really what's so beautiful about our group is that it, you know, I, well, any of us could be making a dollar and I, I still would be mm-hmm. like, get your fucking ass to our next trip. Like, I love you, right? It, it has nothing to do with that. Stephanie. I was going to say, I, I, I totally... Um... I think that also a big part of the reason like why we've come even closer and closer and closer aside from like the willingness to show up and do the work like on ourselves and on our own growth is like the actual work that we're doing like with the breath work and the plant medicine and the this and the that it's like being there for each other doing that sacred work literally like weaves such a powerful container I knew from the first trip like I knew that literally we were going to be like freaking soul sisters because the level of the depth of the work that we're doing and the fun, obviously it's not just work, it's fun that we're having together. It just tightens that container so much more. And like, it's like, we all come together and our energy and our, our, our aura, like it amplifies each other's. And it's like, every time we get together, it's like, we're in this vortex, we're doing this work, we're freaking puking in buckets and shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, dancing, having fun. 
And then we have like all of this new fresh insight, this new, totally new vibration. We're literally come home again in a totally different reality, like quantum leap status because of our collective energy and intentions and the work. And it's so cool. I'm so grateful. But what I wanted to add to that is that we've really popularized uh, masterminds up until this point. So you always hear about mastermind, mastermind, mastermind. And so everyone's joining a mastermind. And I think masterminds are awesome, but they're really based on what Lauren said, at least most of them, which is like, how much money you have, how much money you want to make? What's your audience size? Like, where are you in business? What's your business goal? And what's so funny about our group is that I've learned that there's a difference between a mastermind and a sisterhood. And it has nothing to do with gender because I can see like guys doing this. I could see boys and girls doing this together. Like it has nothing to do with gender. So when we say sisterhood, it just means like a a community of like-minded souls that are ready for expansion together. And um, I really learned, you know, what this is truly about just based off of the fact that we never even talk about business when we're together. (laughs) And a lot of people think that that's what we do, that when we come together, we're like brainstorming, talking about business, helping with business growth. But I have never come to the group expecting us to talk about business and we never talk about business. And what ends up happening is we end up doing this inner work. We end up holding space for each other. We end up doing the plant medicine, the breath work, the just sitting around and lounging around and eating snacks, right? Or Mm -hmm. going to the crystal shops or just going to get tea or whatever it is. That's all that we're doing. But But because we're holding space for each other and for ourselves to do the spiritual growth, I have seen that directly correlate with my business that when I come home, I'm so much more rejuvenated Mm. and energized. I have more ideas and I put so much more back into my business and I didn't even have to talk about business at all. Mm -hmm. And I just want to speak on that because I know that some of us have gotten like DMs from people being like, what are the qualifications to get into this group? And it's like, we don't even know the qualifications. This is not (laughs) something that you can qualify. This is just a group that came together that wants to expand their consciousness in a place that feels safe, in a place that's growth-minded, and in a place that is filled with love, that is a sisterhood. Yeah. And I'll say too, you know, one of the questions that we've gotten a lot is how do you attract sisterhood? Anytime we share on Instagram pictures of us, it's the question of where do you find it? How do I get that? How do I create that? And I can't necessarily speak to the strategic part. As you heard all of us sharing, we don't really know. We manifested it. (laughs) But I will say from an energetic standpoint, you know, growing up, I personally had a lot of wounds around women, around sisterhood. I highly rejected the concept of being in a room with more women <laughs> to men ratio. In high school, all of my closest friends were guys. I got burned a lot. And so it wasn't until I was actually in network marketing, I remember reading a Jen Sincero book and she was talking about her rejection of this like divine feminine. And that was when it clicked for me. Oh, you're trying to build a network marketing team of women and you're scared of women. Mm-hmm. No wonder this isn't working. It <laughs> mm-hmm. seems very obvious now. And so I've done so much work over the last couple of years just around healing those wounds and really finding and connecting with and manifesting friendships that some who had similar wounds and we've helped each other heal in many ways and some where they never experienced that. And they got to show me an example of what really healthy relationships look like in a different way. And I know 1000% that those wounds are healed or almost completely healed and compared to how they were. And people say, well, how do you know that? 
based on this group, yeah. based on the other people that I, I have in my community, other women that I'm connected to, because I would not manifest such loving, healthy, abundant female relationships if that was still in my vibration. And mm-hmm. so if you're in a place listening to this where you've maybe got some stuff that you, you haven't really been processing and dealing with, and you're not attracting the types of relationships in any facet that you're, that you're wanting, that really is the first step. And through the process of going inward and healing those relationships, that was when I started going to Tony Robbins. And that was when I was meeting, hanging out with Lauren and meeting Catherine and Stephanie in person and going to NLP training and like meeting everybody. So it's like, it came together and all of those things manifested because I took action on the desires that I had. And the desire started from healing myself, from doing the work on myself. And through that process of releasing all of the old stories, you guys were right there doing Mm. your own individual work, but like right alongside me. And it all just came together. Mm. Do we Mm want to speak on like our individual or just whoever can speak on this? Like what our own wound healing looked like? Because I know some people are going to ask for like tangibles. Like what is a tangible thing that I can do? to help me heal this sister wound. And, um, you know, I've been sharing with you guys, like my, uh, my download, my breakthrough around like the witch wound. And so I bought this book called witch. And in this book, it talks about how in the medieval European times, women were basically being killed and prosecuted for being witches. And there's a huge, like there are huge witch trials happening all across the world, all across Europe. And something where, where the sister wound really comes from, if you want to look at it from that perspective, is the fact that women were given protection if they were to out other witches. And mm. so women were starting to turn on each other. Mm. And like mothers would out their daughters and daughters would out their mothers and sisters would out each other and neighbors would out each other. And it just created this distrust that has manifested for centuries and centuries and centuries. And they say like up to 3000 years now. And so this wound exists in all of us and it runs so, so deep. But I think that we, as Jen said, like we're proof that it can heal. This Mm. sisterhood is proof that it can heal. It can be healed and we can manifest the relationships that we absolutely deserve because when the divine feminine comes together, magic happens. Like what are some of the things that you guys did to help you heal this? Question. I just wanted to add to everything that you guys are saying before I get into that. And that is that just to go back to my journey was a little bit different. And to go back to what Lauren was saying, like when she first met me, she was very resistant to me. And then when we were at actually Jen's engagement party, her surprise engagement party, I sat, we sat down at the table and she just came out and said it. And she was just like, Hey, listen, like, I just want you to know in front of everybody at the table, which was perfectly fine. Like, I love you for that. I'm so sorry. She was like, no, it was great. She was like, I just want you to know that I was super resistant to you. And like, she just went on and on about it. And, and she was just like, I didn't like you when I first met you because, and she told me why she was trying to protect Jen. And mm-hmm. I spoke my piece and I was like, listen, like, thank you for letting me know that. And like, I would never do anything to hurt her. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a good person. And you said to me at the table, you were like, I grew up with not having like any girlfriends. And like that, that wound was really, really strong for me. And I was the polar opposite where I grew up with like really deep, good connections, like good females in my life. And I still have them in my life, 
but the way that it shows up for me is that just because I have sisters in my life that have always been in my life, it doesn't mean that they always understand me or we have the same belief systems. We have very Mm. different belief systems, but I still consider them my best friends. And so my desire and energy was crying for, I want sisters that fully understand me and fully see me for who I am. And it doesn't mean that my other friends don't, but it's just different. Like sisterhood is one thing. And then there's like like like-minded sisterhood. That's another thing for me that I've been really thinking about. So it's just wanted to put that in the space of like, we, as you're listening, you might identify with our, our stories in different ways of the wound and how it can affect you. And for me, it was very much the belief system of like, I just want people to understand me. And maybe that's the same wound that you guys have too, but mm-hmm. it shows up differently for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I think one of the things I admire most about you, Ashley, with your relationship dynamics, when we go out and there's another woman, like, you know, in our environment, whether it's like a mom waiting online with us at the coffee shop or whatever, when you talk to her, you're so open. You're so like, your heart is just cracked open. And it's, it's very cool for me to watch because I'm not like that with women. You know, you put a dude in front of me in the coffee line, no problem. But like a girl, I get very scared, right? I get very uncomfortable. Um, and Ashley is, is so open that for me, um, I didn't know how to receive that too. That's also part of it, right? I'm like, okay, like I can be like that? Wow, like I didn't know that was possible. Um, yeah, for me, my sister wounds ran really deep when I was in uh, grade school. This boy who was dating a popular girl, the popular girl went on vacation and he kissed me at the water fountain. And so, yeah, so I was a slut, right? This is where my like wounds around being sexual are like so deep with the whole conversation. But um, all of the girls in school who were in that social circle all wrote me letters. And on the next day of school, they each handed them to me individually saying that they were breaking up with me, that I wasn't allowed mm. to be friends with them anymore. Oh and I went God. overnight, overnight from being somebody who had like, you know, a good group of people around her to having absolutely nothing, sitting at the cafeteria table alone, not having anything to do at recess. Like it was really challenging. Um, and then in high school, I had a lot of situations where girls would talk behind my back or my best friend, she, yeah, she kissed, she cheated on my boyfriend cheated on me with her, like stuff like that. It just kind of piled onto this belief of like, you can't trust women, right? Mm. You can't trust women because they're never honest with you, but they're honest about how they feel behind your back and it's never nice. So you can't be friends with women. And that was this belief that I kept like building on. And again, what Jen said in my business, when I tried to land sales with people and I was trying to make them feel safe, Meanwhile, I didn't feel safe being open with other women. It was nearly impossible for me. So I knew early on that that was work I had to do, but I didn't do it. I did it from a space of I'm the coach and here's my heart and you're the person coming in. And there was a bit of a different dynamic with that. Mm. But with friendship, I started to do it um, around, obviously around the time that you guys showed up. And one tangible thing, because Catherine said tangible, um, I actually wrote out, I have to find the journal. It's somewhere. I wrote out a list of all the qualities I wanted in friends. I said, I'm ready for sisterhood. And I want women who are open in how they feel and they communicate directly. I want women who are ready to do the work and in their personal development, I want them to be successful. I don't want them to gossip. 
right? That was like a big one. Like, I don't ever want that in my life. And we've attracted this group that like, is just so sacred where I don't think we'll ever do that. Like we just love each other so much. So I got really clear with the universe and specific on the qualities of the person I wanted to attract and also the qualities in the relationship, right? Do I want that person to text me 24 seven? No, I don't, I don't really care about that. I do want somebody that if they call me and say, I need help, that they're there for me. Right. And so the dialogue, the conversations, the way that we interact, I got clear on that too. So for anybody listening, you know, get out your notebook and just start dreaming up that beautiful friend that you want to attract. Can I, can I add to what you shared, Lauren, because we have very similar stories, like the whole thing in your, um, in high school, like I used to be called a slut. Like I created so much drama with so many boyfriends, just not doing anything, just being me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very confusing. Like I literally did not do a damn thing. You guys like people like way before I like lost my virginity people, there was like rumors being spread that I'm sleeping with all the guys in the class, just like crazy stories, didn't do anything. And so it was very, very confusing for me. And I, I think that very similarly to you in creating a list, like I've had a, I've had a, um, a picture of these, um, women like laughing together on my vision board since my first vision board at 16. So that's been like very consistent and all my vision board. And I think my last vision board still had it and no longer has it because I live that in real life now. Um, but something else that I wanted to add to what you shared is like, you list all the qualities, but then here's the risky part. You guys is that you have to be those qualities first. So if you want women to trust you, you got to trust them. If you want women to love you unconditionally, you have to learn to love them unconditionally first. Right. And so it comes with like the action that you're going to take. And guess what? Through that action is risky. You might get burned again, but you have to be willing to change that belief system by taking that action first. Like you're not going to get the evidence until you do it. And once you do it and keep doing it and keep working on that belief that you do deserve this sisterhood, you do deserve these relationships, you do deserve to have this unconditional love between you and other women, um, then it's going to shift and only then it's going to show up in your reality. Yeah. I would add just because it's so funny, we all have similar high school experiences. (laughs) I had the worst high school experience in going to an all girls Catholic high school and the girls were so mean, very similar. By the end of my fourth year, I was literally eating lunch by myself, you know, in the computer room thinking everybody was always talking about me. It was really bad. Um, so I also had that wound of just, you know, of not trusting women and, and not feeling worthy and not feeling accepted, you know, as I am. One thing I just want to add to that in terms of being intentional about, yes, you know, you, if you want women to trust you, you know, you have to trust women. But what I want to also like add another layer onto that is for me personally, my biggest breakthroughs have come through the personal work has come through me, you know, really embodying self-love and me embodying self-acceptance. And as I've been continuing, and that's a journey I'll continue on. And as we've all been on this journey, but it's not just, it, it's, it's part of it. It's, it's, I would say it's the pillar is mm-hmm. that is the work that you do on yourself. And I think we've all been so open and so willing, right. We've all been willing to look inward. And if you're, if you want a certain, you know, vibe around you, if you want certain women and certain people around you, it truly does start with the work that you do within. 
And so, you know, if you're someone that you have a lot of these wounds also looking inward to saying, you know, how much do you love yourself? Mm. How much do you accept yourself? How much are you looking for external validation from other people when you need to look at it? You know, you need to receive that validation from yourself first. And when you come and you stand it as that pillar and you have that self-acceptance, you're going to see that is going, you know, you're going to attract. That's when you're then going to attract everything that you've been wanting. So mm. I just want to say, you know, it's focusing as well, you know, on, you know, for me, it's just been all the personal growth, all the personal development. So good. So for me, I can relate to all of you guys, seriously. Um, oh my God, I have, I've had really deep, freaking deep, deep, deep wounds around sisterhood. Like when I was growing up, I was super shy and quiet and mute basically. I switched schools a bunch of times and I only ever had like a couple girlfriends at a time. And I don't know what happened, but they stopped talking to me kind of like how you were saying, Lauren, like they just were like, Oh, we're not your friend anymore. And like girls were really, really, really mean. And so I just literally became like a hermit and didn't talk to anyone sat by myself. I was just really quiet and a lot of like betrayal stuff with women um, happened for me. Like I even had, um, I never shared this before publicly, but I have two cousins that were like sisters to me, literal sisters, like fucking sisters. And they both slept with one of my exes, both of them while we were together. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's really deep. So that was like one of the deepest, deepest wounds I think I've ever experienced as far as like sisters and like betrayal. Um, and it wasn't until actually, uh, I don't know, several years ago, I met my friend Cole, who is another soul sister of mine. And she's the first, like, she's literally the first female friend I ever had that actually showed me love, like what love really feels like from a friend. And like a woman, like, you know what I mean? So I think because of that, it was, and because of the work that I was doing on myself at the time, I was very much into personal development. You know, I I had friends and stuff, you know, before that, it just, the depth wasn't there, you know, and she introduced me to the depth that a friendship can go, um, being open or like loving and all that stuff. Um, But um, I set my intention before that, and I think she opened me up to being able, being like able to receive other friendships in that manner, you know, but I still have had a lot of work to do around it in the sense that I find that it's easier for me. And even still, it's an intention that I still have to deepen my connections is actually an intention I've recently set a lot in the last few months is to really deepen because I, I um, personally can go and give people, I can give people so much love and affection and attention, all my friends, but it's not always easy for me to let them see all of me. You know what I mean? Like my closest friends do, but it's like still, you know, still, you know, but anyway, around that time, something I did was I, that's what inspired me to create my spiritual boss babes group. Actually. Like I was like, Oh my God. Um, I, I I know there's other women out there like me who have all these big dreams and 
they're on this journey of like growth and they must feel like lonely at times or, you know, just kind of just on their own, like hustling, doing the thing. And I want to create this group and bring them together. And that's actually literally one of the things that inspired my whole freaking business is like bringing women together to like empower each other. And I would go into other different Facebook groups before I started my own. And I literally just like wanted to give and give and give and like spread love and like, um, just create that. And so tangibles, <laughs> I would say <laughs> I laugh cause I'm so, but tangibles, like for me, it was literally, um, just setting the intention of like wanting more connection, wanting to empower other people. And I believe that like the more that we can empower other people and give to other people, it's also empowering ourselves too. So for me, that was huge. Like by me empowering other people, I was also empowering myself. It was like, I was giving back to myself as well. Just like how you help people with things that you've struggled with, you know, and in in doing that, you're helping yourself. And so um, I would say set the intention, like, put yourself out there in the form of like complimenting other people or genuinely connecting with people and telling people what you love and appreciate or admire about them. You know, that's a great way to start making connections. Like who doesn't like a freaking compliment, a genuine compliment, obviously. But like, if you're like following someone or you're connecting with someone online and you really love their, their stuff that they're sharing, like tell them, like send them a message. Like I, I don't think any that can ever get old for anyone. So I would, that, that's something that I would definitely start with, um, along with the intention and just putting yourself out there, like, you know, posting in other, even like Facebook communities or whatever is a great way. There's so many places where women like this are, who are on a path of growth and expansion come together. So making a post saying like, you know, Hey, like I'm on this path and I want to connect with more like-minded people, you know, everyone's looking for it. Steph, what I'm hearing you say is that you literally created what you wish existed. Yeah, basically. That's literally <laughs> what you did. It's just so powerful. That's so cool. Thanks. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. Do, do we want to talk about what we actually do on our trips together? <laughs> yeah. Do we want to share the BTS? Behind the sisterhood scene. So, <laughs> BTS. It's like disclaimer to everybody. Like, we, I don't think on that Austin trip really had an itinerary, right? Like, I think we just kind of, we should have though, because I want to, I want you guys to see more of Austin next time because there's so much that like, you got to see. Anyone wants us all to move there. I do. We chilled. We chilled so hard. (laughs) We We chilled in Lauren's house. We chilled in Lauren's house. (laughs) Wasn't my house, you guys, but at one point in ceremony, I thought it was. Um, Yeah. I think we do a lot of, I, I think we honor the inner child when we are together, right? I think that's like a really big, clear indication for me is that there are so many different moments throughout our trips where we're laughing and playing and dancing and being silly. And uh, we also honor our, our need to chill, right? Yeah. I almost feel like there's a part of our trips that are very retreat-like because we're disconnecting from our day-to-day routine of work and we're separating ourselves from our home computers and we're being present. And that makes a huge difference for me coming back from our trips. Um, we also don't force anything when we're together. Like when I look at our journey of ex- exploring the medicines that we've been working with, 
we've really let that kind of unfold, right? Like I know in Austin in ceremony, we were like, oh, we should totally go do ayahuasca in Costa Rica, right? That was where we were talking after prayer. And we were like, yeah, we have to go do this. Um, But everything just kind of unfolds based on what we're calling in and what we're interested in. So um, yeah, I just want to be clear with people who are wondering about that, but whoever would like to go next and share some of the details of our trip. As you were talking, all I could remember was Melinda and the UFO tour. <laughs> so I got to send James Wedmore a bill for that because that was, that was rough. Here's my hourly rate. Like, please pay me for my time. No, she was quirky AF. <laughs> we just, we do whatever we feel like doing. If we're in Sedona, we go to the UFO tour. We go to the crystal shops. We go hiking and we really do honor the chill. Like I have to say the best chills I've ever had was with you guys, just all on the couch, just lying down and just like talking and just eating and not doing anything. And I think that's why I come back so rejuvenated is because we don't make it this thing where even though we love and honor and ask for an itinerary from Lauren and she makes us these itineraries, we also know that it's subject to change and we don't make it this like masculine thing with like, we have to do all the things we got to check it off and we have to be here at this time and that time. I think we really honor the feminine when we're together. And that's what I appreciate the most is that we really honor the flow and we sit in that flow and we make decisions from that flow. And the coolest things come out of it. Like for instance, our combo ceremony was not on the itinerary. And it was like the highlight for me, at least from our Sedona trip of just going through that ceremony together, like going from not even knowing that it was, um, that we were connected to the, the person who connected us to the practitioner. We didn't even know she was there and how we met her uh, randomly, uh, Cassidy at Chocolate Tree. And then like how that manifested into, wait a second, she knows the person who does combo that Stephanie was telling me about earlier that she knows somebody who can um, do combo in Sedona and just how that came about. And that of course is like an eight hour long thing that we just put in into this itinerary that was not there earlier. And, um, and every time I come home, I'm like, I'm, I'm almost like ready for more structure and more support. Like I'm ready to go back into more of the masculine things because I've honored my feminine and I can bring my feminine back into my business and then balance it out with masculine. And that's how I have these like crazy business breakthroughs that come from, uh, a sisterhood trip that has nothing to do with business. So it's like so much magic comes out of it. It's crazy. And now... Steph Burgos is back in Sedona doing more combo and having more ceremonies and having this massive expansion. And so is Catherine's. Oh, can I say that? Catherine's mom. Yes. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> and like that all happened. All of that is now transpiring because we were in the flow. We were in that divine feminine flow and we were meeting the right people at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And the ripple effect of that is exponential. Mm-hmm mind-blowing yeah are there any like questions you had Lauren well you guys really covered everything I went back because for those of you listening we actually held space on our IG platforms to ask you guys you know what questions you really wanted um, answered by us and I think we've done a really good job of speaking to that I think one thing that people were asking is how can you feel safe around females? And I think we've, we've done a good job of covering that one. I'm just kind of wondering if any of you have feedback on that one as well. Um, I'll just hop in there and not so much on the safe 
safety, but more of like on the, in the realm of comparison and how we don't compare ourselves mm-hmm. to each other, Yeah, but we actually, um, see the beauty and the genius and the brilliance in each and every one of us. And so for me, and I, I'm sure for you guys too, like we, we can, this is what Anahata said. And it really resonated with me. She was like, download each other's energy, like the parts of each other that are more feminine that you want to embody, like em- embody that by being in that energy, the parts of each other that are, you know, strong and confident embody that by being in that energy. And so each and every one of you has, has gifted me with your unique energetic blueprint that mm-hmm. I get to, you know, take home with me. And so instead of comparing myself to each and every one of you, I can say, wow, I see her beauty and I can, I can honor that and, and celebrate that. That's a big shift. Yeah. I I will speak to, to that comment. I think it wasn't that I ever didn't feel safe with you guys. I think when you find your person, you know that you're destined to be in that energy but there are a lot of wounds that resurface for me in our times together that I have to pause and really look at. Um, there was one, I think this was in Costa Rica with Stephanie Burgos, where um, I was trying to make a decision. I think I said to you, I was like, are you going to come back? Because we were going to a hotel next door for a couple of days afterwards, right? And I said to Stephanie, uh, I'm feeling really called to come back here in the mornings and get my juices because I'm feeling so healthy and I want to honor this plan. I want to continue to go. And I said, do you feel called to do that? And she's like, no. And then <laughs> I was like, that's fine. Like, that's totally cool. But then she followed it up with like, you know, being healthy isn't, isn't just about, you know, greens and juices. It's, you can have a balanced diet. You can have a balanced. And I got so triggered by that. I got so upset because I was like, Oh my God, you're, you don't think I'm being healthy. Like you think I'm doing something wrong for my body. And my mom used to be that way with me all the time. She used to always criticize what I ate and how I was listening to my body and what I was doing. And I felt sad and I started to cry. You remember that moment? I was, I was like crying. Um, there was another moment in Malibu, right? Where I felt like I was not being able to speak my truth and I got uncomfortable and I started to cry. And I think one of the things, I don't know if you girls do this directly, and I don't know if this is just the perspective that I have in my head, but you allow me to slip up in the journey of like having my shit together with you guys. And there are moments for me where I have to pause and look at myself and say, why am I upset right now? What is this really teaching me? Right? Like, why, why is this a wound for me? Um, because the truth is I should be able to receive that and say, okay, that's your belief. This is mine, right? I'm going to do my thing with my food and my body. And I, in that moment, I felt, um, it was a great learning lesson for me to just learn how to be in my power. And so sometimes in friendships, you will have your shadow come up and it's really an opportunity for you to rewrite a story. The reason it's coming up is Stephanie was my healer in that moment right? She was healing me. She was giving me a chance to rewrite something that had been programmed in me for a long time. So um, those shadow experiences, you don't have to run from them. They're not Mm. something to be afraid of. They're opportunities to transform yourself. Yeah. I want to remember it. Oh, Oh, go for it. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, it's just, I think the beautiful thing is that we all offer a space of no judgment. And I think that's why, you know, that's what I would encourage those listening, like when it comes to safety, right? If you're feeling, you know, you want more safety, I encourage you 
to add into your practice, you know, the value, you know, just really the intention of, of not judging others, you know, and just really, you know, embodying that and, you know, and not judging yourself and not judging others. And you're right in, in this container, you know, we serve as mirrors for each other. And I remember Lauren, because I remember that specific time in Costa Rica, because it took a lot for me to tell you no, because usually I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just, you know, I go don't really want to go, but I'll go with the group. And like, and then that, you know, I'm not in integrity with myself. And so I think what's beautiful, beautiful about all of us and all our beautiful experiences is that we are serving as mirrors for each other. And we're holding that safe space where then we can, you know, really learn from the triggers that at times may come up, you know, at different times for, you know, all of us have had, I think amongst our, our several trips have had certain things come up oh, where yeah. we needed the support of the group or just the support of one of us, you know, to really look at ourselves, uh, Catherine. We, we've definitely had councils. I remember a council in Malibu about certain topics. Like we definitely like, like, I'm so happy we're speaking on this because I don't want people to think like it's all rainbows and butterflies 24 seven. Like, no, no, no. We're doing healing work together. And that includes the shadow aspect. And I remember one of, um, you know, things coming up, like for instance, for me in the first trip in Austin, I was healing this aspect of me that didn't feel like it belonged and felt like I was being placed on on like a pedestal that I didn't want to be on. And how that manifested and how certain things were talked out through like, you know, things would come up like in future trips that would mimic something coming up from a past trip. And then us being able to recognize like, wait a second, this is a pattern. This needs to be healed. And I think what's important to know is that things are going to come up in the relationships. Things are going to come up in action and you don't know how they're going to come up until you're in action, until you're with these people, until they come up. And then you have to honor the fact that that's your own work to do. There's something being reflected, like however you feel in this relationship, if you feel unsafe, that means there's something within you that needs, that is unhealed where you need to feel safe with yourself first and foremost. And in order for that then to be reflected with safety um, within the relationship and how these things are coming up for such a beautiful reason. And I think that we have together healed so many incredible things that we wouldn't even think of healing if we were never to go on these trips, if we were just to keep going on our own individual journeys and just isolating ourselves and not forming the sisterhood. I really just wanted to speak on that the fact that the shadow does come up and it's so beautiful when it comes up because we have this agreement with one another that we're not going to judge each other. And I know that I was talking to Jen, um, when Jen and I stayed for the mastermind in Sedona, we were, um, at one of the cafes, I think it was chocolate tree where we were like co-working and I was just like talking, talking to her like stream of consciousness, just like processing and processing all these things and processing and then telling her a lot of these things that I've healed through these relationships. And one of the things is that for the longest time, I felt so uncomfortable, similar to you, Stephanie, how it took a lot of, a lot of you to say no, right? And be like, no, I don't want to do these things. And then I, I really honor the way Lauren, like when she wants to go to bed, she fucking goes to bed. Like, <laughs> like guys, I'm over it. I'm done. Like, I'm going to bed. Good night. You guys figure it out. Like, I really honor that because for the longest time, I was always the person who was like, I'm just going to go with what the group wants to do and whatever. And sometimes I am so easygoing that I, honest to God, like just want to go with the flow. Like, I don't care what the decision is. Like, I'm going to go with whatever it is. And sometimes I want to say, no, I don't want to do that or no, or yes, I do want to do that or no, we should do that. 
And that's something that I've really healed with you guys that I wanted to speak on is that you guys have given me the beautiful lesson of being able to say what I want to say when I want to say it and not be judged for it. Mm. And it's been so incredible because now I've been able to translate this into my other relationships, into my business, into my personal life. And it's been, it's made a world of a difference for me. So I just want to thank you guys for that. Beautiful. Yeah. And just to kind of like add to that, I mean, like what Stephanie was saying before is like, we are all mirrors for each other. And in doing such deep inner healing, of course, things are going to come up. Even recently when we did combo, the, you know, facilitators were saying, you know, things are continuing to release. And so things may come up the rest of the day. Or when we did ayahuasca together in Costa Rica, you know, I remember being there and getting triggered by things and, um, you know, but that was part of my healing journey that like, you guys were all connecting with all these other people. And I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, <laughs> like, I don't have to eat and talk to people. Like I was being <laughs> such a little baby about it. Like just fucking talk to people, Jen. And like, I was getting so frustrated with myself and it was interesting, especially this last time together, I felt a different energy in myself. And through that felt a different energy from all of you, where it was like, just something dropped in for me where there was not even a thread. There was not a single thought at any point in time of like, did I say something wrong? Was that stupid? Should we do this? Should I do that? Do I look weird? Should I have worn this? Like in the past, I had little bits and pieces of those things come through. And it was like, and I share that with you guys because I want you to know that like, there's nothing wrong with you if that's happening. Like that was just part of, wow, why does this continuously come up? Why am I still feeling other? Why am I like separating myself? And so like this last time together, it was really just such a beautiful experience. And I think too, you know, when you find a group of people who you can be like that vulnerable around, and by that vulnerable, I mean, talking about all the stuff under the hood and then puking next to each other in buckets and like sweating and crying and like, (laughs) like pooping your pants and like having all this crazy shit happen, like you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure they'll love me no matter what. And you just have to like receive that. And I think that's a part of it too. Like being willing to receive that it's okay and it's safe to allow these people in. It's just, okay. What do you think? No, no, no. Go finish. Finish what you're saying. No, yeah, that was it. Just to, to be in that space of receiving. Because if you're still not feeling worthy because of old wounds, that's going to create resistance around you fully being able to step into the space and fully receive and fully being able to give and show up and hold space for other people. Mm. So, you know, even when people reach out like, oh, how do I get into this group? It's like, it's not about being exclusive because that's like something I feel very strongly against. No, it's not. It's really not about that. It's just that for us to feel safe and for you, as you go on to create your containers, you want to find those people that you can continue to do the work with so that you can all grow through this process together. Like it really is just a very specific, safe, energetic container that we've built together over time through slowly peeling back these layers, doing this work together and just building that trust in each other. And at each trip, I feel that it builds and builds and builds where it gets, we get closer and stronger and stronger and stronger. And it really does become the sacred relationship where it's like, it's like, uh, it's like we're all married and our like marriage is like evolving. You know, that's how I feel. Like, <laughs> like we're growing in the marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just want to say before we wrap up that if you're listening to this and you are like, wow, this is awesome. Like this is inspiring. This is my goal. Like put these tangible tools in place. Like 
journal it out like Lauren said and create what you wish existed like Steph said. And I can't remember what everybody said, Mm -hmm. but really do that. And also if you don't have your sisterhood just yet and you don't see where those mirrors are popping up, where those wounds are popping up for you, but you're looking at your, your life, you know, and you're looking back on everything that showed up over time, really start to identify what the belief is that's holding you back from connecting with people. Like start there that if you can pinpoint that belief and ask yourself how it's protecting you Mm. and really get clear on that. I love how you just like bring it all home, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'd love to, before we go, for anybody listening on any of the podcast platforms, maybe if you have a moment in your day and there was a really big, beautiful takeaway that you received from this episode and you want to honor it, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and just post like, what is your big, powerful aha moment for this? Because here's the thing too. We as women have a responsibility to remove this veil that we have put in front of one another. And we have a responsibility to say that it's safe to be seen in front of other women and that we can love each other because that, you know, step further is really what's going to heal the planet. So by you doing something as simple as saying, I'm ready for sisterhood. This is what I learned from this episode. You're inviting your platform and your audience to also consume that breakthrough. And you may very well attract someone who's like, yeah, I want sisterhood too. Like, who are you? Let's connect, right? So I would just ask you guys to do that. Take away your most valuable shot. You can tag us all. We'll put all of our Instagram handles in the show notes, but just say like, what is your big takeaway from this? And hold space for yourself to receive those friends. I also Mm -hmm. wanted to say that based on our example, I love that we introduced how we met each other because it was so freaking random. And all of you listening, like you don't even know, like what if the people already in your life are the people that you're going to form friendship with? Like you just never freaking know. You don't know what's going to happen even tonight, even tomorrow, Mm -hmm. right? Let alone a week from today. Like you just never know. And I also wanted to mention besides handles, um, let's also put our podcasts each other's mm-hmm. podcasts in the show notes. Yeah. And then that way you guys can go and subscribe and learn from um, all of us sisters together. And um, please let us know what your feedback and thoughts and takeaways and breakthroughs and aha moments are because we love getting tagged on the Instagrams and hearing from mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for being here. This is awesome. This is yeah, amazing. Thank you. This amazing. Was amazing. This was awesome. And yeah, it was great. Love it. Love it. All right. Bye guys. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Love you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.